Hello and welcome to another episode of getagoodstart.com's podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at getagoodstart. Before we begin, I just want to remind you to go to getagoodstart.com to read the accompanying blog to this podcast episode. It contains additional information about our guest and follow-up action items you can take to get a good start. Welcome, everyone, to the Get a Good Start podcast. I'm your host, Scott Agnoli, and I'd like to introduce to you today Kevin Cummings. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a coach. He's been a collegiate basketball player. He's been a senior partner at a, at a top uh, CPA firm. He is currently the CEO and uh, chairman of Investors Bank. He is a mentor of mine, and I'm proud to call him my friend, Kevin Cummings. Kevin, welcome to the show. Good morning, Scott, and it's uh, good to be here, uh, and I, I appreciate the uh, introduction. Yeah. Kevin, you know, this podcast seeks to provide information, uh, advice, and perspectives from people who have had the experience in the business world to students and, and new employees to the corporate world on how they could get a good start, right? Get a good start in their career, in their day, in their life. You know, when you think about that phrase, get a good start, how do you define it? I, I define a good start by getting up every day and making your bed. Uh, a good start is, is getting up in the morning and planning your day and having a plan. Uh, a good start is maybe exercising in the morning. Uh, a good start is having a balance in your life, spiritual, you know, setting, setting aside time, you know, to pray. Uh, intellectual, reading a good book. And I mean, it's, and we're not talking about a big commitment of time either. 20 minutes, 45 minutes with a book, uh, you know, calling an old friend, the emotional part, family, brothers, sisters that you haven't seen in a while. And then, and then finally the, uh, you know, the physical, the spiritual, the intellectual, and the emotional. Having that balance in your life is, is having a good start and being focused not being selfish, you know, the longest journey in life is go, is from from here in the head to here in your heart, but it's also going from a selfish child to an unselfish adult. And by doing those things, it's being selfless in your life that you really, uh, you know, make a difference, but you really feel that you're making progress in your life. Part of the mission here, Kevin, is to uh, provide students with, um, you know, those life experiences from people who have done it before. And, you know, I want to give them information, things they cannot learn about in books. I want to help them, uh, you know, through their career and, 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 you know, not have to make the mistakes we made. You know, I think as a father, I look back and say, what are the things I could do for my son so he doesn't make the same mistakes I made? In your experience, and you've been a, a leader You've been a coach. You've been all these things where you've experienced people doing significant things. What are things you have seen in your career that make you sit up and take notice about those frontline employees you see occasionally? You remark about to their managers and say, hey, the next time opportunity comes up, I think Dawn in accounting really needs a chance. Or I think this could be our next great leader. Well, two things when you, when you were talking about, you know, advising your son. I, I remember, and I, you know, my father was a Jersey City policeman, an iron worker, and uh, he used to say to me when we were going out on a Friday night, don't be a jerk. And, and I think what he's saying is, you know, don't be selfish. And, 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 and relate that to a frontline employee 
someone who's just started out in the world, be, I think I would say to them is be a good teammate. I think the goal of the first, like when I was at KPMG and I was starting out in the world, you know, you can't worry about the next promotion. It, 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 you have to worry about where you are in the moment. You got to live in the moment. Don't look at the next job. Have a goal for the next job. But how can I do what the task at hand and do it to the best of my ability? Secondly, I want to be better tomorrow. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. You know, that journey of continuous improvement. If I see someone that's hungry and wants to continuously learn, that impresses me. So being a good teammate, striving for improvement and getting better every day. The other one is, are they a good listener? You know, I think you have to be a good listener, be a continuous learner and listen to learn. And then the other thing that served me well when I was coming up through the ranks at KPMG, you know, it's a 12 year track to be a partner, is, you know, I wanna make my direct report his life easier. What, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, show him up. You know, I am, you know, I am his subordinate, but how can I make his strive to make his life easier to do his job, even though I'm getting paid, you know, 30% less. So here it is when I can work hard and, and show that I'm doing like when I was a senior manager or a manager in the accounting firm and I was doing the job and partner handling all the client issues and making his life easier, you know, that's how you succeed because that's how you build a ground base. And that's how people look to mentor you. You have to, when you're coming through, you know, a career, it's, you know, you just can't wait around. You have to find a mentor. You have to reach out and, and find someone that you respect. And that's on you. You know, that's on the, you know, the, the day one employee starting out in his career. So you have to make that effort, you know, to find a mentor. You know, when I was at KPMG, I used to get in early every you know day and the four corner offices, I used to see who was in the tax partner, the consulting partner, one of the SEC partners, the lead, you know, technical partners. And occasionally I would sneak in before the day got busy and just say hello. You know, one brown noser, they knew I was in early. <laughs> but two, you know, maybe we talk about a client issue and, and you get people before their day starts, you know, they're not crazy busy and you're not sticking your head in there and saying, oh, what do you want now? You know, right. it's almost like, hey, how you doing? You get that type of response. So you got to pick your spots. You know, you got to, you know, move forward and think ahead and see where to, you know, I mean, don't play the politics, but politics are, are a big part of things and creating relationships. Be thoughtful in your career planning. Kevin, you know, that is a perfect segue. You said the word relationship and, you know, knowing that to advance in life and in your career, and, and make a significant life of it, uh, you need to build relationships, right? You need to get people to trust and, and, and like you, right? Because no one's going to listen to you. And, I, you know, when I coach students and we talk about relationship building, one of the things that comes up consistently is caring, caring for others to build trust, caring for others to build relationships, which leads me to one of, one of your favorite phrases, right? No one cares how much you know until you show them how much you care. And if we think about that phrase, how have you seen demonstrated in the physical corporate environment? How have you seen people caring for other people? What are some good examples you can point to? Well, Scott, you and I work together and, uh, you know, we, we created 
the values and the logo and all the good things that this company stands for, the whole branding effort. And it all resonates and I'm sitting there, it all resonates with you and what we started back in 2011. And, and it's clearly, you know, your foundation and your workmanship that created, you know, what this brand is today. So when I was thinking about it, you know, I was thinking about the sign out in our lobby. I want to thank the good Lord for making me an Investors Bank employee. You know, we stole it from Joe DiMaggio in 1941. So when you think of that, when someone like the men's room is right there, right? So when we're walking, I'm walking to the men's room. I see someone waiting for someone downstairs in, in, in commercial lending or HR waiting to come up to meet the person. And I always ask them, can I get you a cup of coffee? Do you need anything? And, and that type of attitude and what we've created here, you know, you've done that, I've done that, everyone has done that. Well, other people started to do. I've had executives from other companies, customers come in here and said, boy, that's some sign you have there. And by the way, and I had two or three employees come up to me and ask me if I needed anything. Hmm. And that whole attitude of that whole caring, that whole selflessness of, of, of what we've created here is really a big part of your legacy. And hopefully, you know, as our company get, continues to get bigger, will be a part of my legacy also. Building that, going through that exercise of building that has, has done a lot for me. You know, when you talk about caring and the world we're in now, right? We're in a virtual world. Look, we're talking across a computer right now. People are holding meetings. I can't tell you, you know, my last three clients I've had, I've never met them in person. It's all been on, on the computer. And I have struggled to find some of the ways which I can care for people through the virtual world. Have you seen any people bring some of that caring, like you said, hey, how can I help you in the lobby? But you're not in the lobby. How can people care for one another through the virtual? It's a difficult one because I get frustrated, you know, with the virtual world. Um, you know, I had to sit on a, a federal home loan bank uh, meeting uh, for four and a half hours. It certainly was very difficult for me to be attentive for four and a half hours staring at the screen. I can watch TV for four and a half hours because, you know, <laughs> but when you're thinking of, of watching and, and, and being part and being a contributor to something over that period of time. Having said that, I don't think the caring aspect changes, whether it's in person or virtual. We have a responsibility. I, I think of the ATT commercial, uh, reach out and touch someone. Well, that communication, communication was key during this uh, pandemic, reaching out to people. And what I learned is we have to listen better because you don't see the body language. You don't get the feel in the room and you have to be a better listener to feel, you know, what's that person saying? So, so yes, it is important, you know, and I think you, it's in, it's incumbent upon the leaders to reach out more to people. So that's how you can show that you're caring better. Uh, I think the pandemic has forced us to listen to more people who are in our inner circle more and more intently because you can't get away from them, right? You right. can't get distracted. You can't walk out the door. You can't go here. You can't go there. Uh, and so I thought about one of my students asked me, Scott, you know, how do, how do you make yourself more unique in the virtual world? And I said, by going back to basics, one of them is, like you said, reach out and touch someone call someone don't go on the video call them on the phone and talk to them and be a good listener that was one thing the other thing is is i got printed up a stack of cards 
um, stationary and I send out note cards to people, which people don't get anymore. And in a virtual sense, I tell my, my students, listen, you know, if you have a study group with three or four people virtually and they all are, it's a good group, send them a card, tell them, thank you. Do something other than send an email, an email anyone could type, you know, but right, taking the time to write something out, put a stamp on it and drop it in the mailbox shows caring. Uh, Scott, you know, it's funny you should say that, you know, how I used to give out the candy at Christmas time yep. and people weren't around. So I had them in my, my conference room and one of the uh, EVPs called my assistant and said, Hey, I didn't get it this year. You know, and more importantly, he didn't care about the candy. He wanted the note. Yep. And, and it was here. It was in the conference room. It was done. It was like, you know, but no one, no one was here between Christmas and New Year's. I came right. in every day. And just, you know, I came in my sweats, worked out downstairs, walked around the office every day. I swear to God, it was like a ghost town. But having said that, you know, you know, those little acts of kindness, you know, living in the moment. And, and that's the problem here. We're always looking to the next job, the next million dollars, the next this. One thing you can tell to your, your, uh, your students is live in the moment. You never have enough of the stuff that you don't really need, you know. You know, you know, it says in the Bible, you know, where your heart is, you know, you know, is, is you know, where your goals are, you know what I mean? And, and is it in the material things or is it into, into the, the greater things? And really, and it's hard because, you know, we're in this rat race where you want to get ahead. You're a young student, you're in the workplace for the first time, you're, you know, you're, you're on this mad dash, it's a race. I think some, you should read the, the book uh, Second Mountain by David Brooks. And he in the book is, you know, this first mountain where you you gain all the material things and all the things that are important of the material world. And then there's the second mountain. And that's the journey that we talk about from time to time from success, you know, being a partner at KPMG or move into the second mountain where you're on what you're significant and you make a difference. And his view is the people on the second mountain are happy in, in their own skin. They're not just running up the rat race trying to get up the hill, but these people on the second mountain are joyful. And it's moving from happiness to joyfulness. And that's where people admire you because they know you're happy in your skin. And on the first mountain, you're always climbing and grabbing and worrying about your neighbor and all that good stuff. And it's the same difference is building resume virtues that build your career, or is it eulogy virtues? you know, that they're going to talk about you. No one's going to talk. My kids aren't going to talk about me at my funeral about what I did here at the bank or what I did at KPMG. They're going to talk about what kind of dad I was, what kind of person I was, what was my character. And those are the important things that we lose sight of in our business careers. So again, it gets back to having that balance. And, you know, what I do in the philanthropic space, when I was climbing the ranks and the ladder at KPMG, you know, I just coached basketball for my kids. I wasn't involved in any boards. You know, I, I, I was, you know, I had four things to do every day. And, and, and the fourth one was my own health and my own emotional friendships and things like that. The third, you know, was, uh, you know, trying to stay in shape. The second and first were my career and my business and my family, my career and my family. And sometimes I put my career ahead of my family, much to my dismay. You know, but they, these are the things you learn. You know, it starts with your wife and your spouse, and then it's your children. 
Kevin, this has been uh, a, a great, I know everyone who listens to this are going to get a lot out of it. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate because I had many over a decade with you and, uh, you know, shared many of these insights and perspectives with you. And it's out of that relationship with you and, and, and people like, you know, uh, Dennis and, and, and interaction with people like Dom and Paul Calamaris, uh, that whole experience of brand building and culture building, um, kind of led me down this path to where I'm helping these students. And it's funny because some of the things we talk about every day are things that are second nature to us at, at we're set, second nature to us at Investors Bank. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been great for me to see you and talk to you. Um, you know, I want to remind everyone to go on the, the blog and look at the action items that they can take away from today's interview. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to seeing your reaction uh, to the feedback and I'll forward it to you when I get it about the podcast. But thank you. I, I couldn't be more honored to have you on my podcast, Kevin. Well, Scott, you're a good friend. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everything you've done. You've helped me on my journey. You know, our discussions that we've had, I miss you. And, uh, you know, you're a great man great father and i'm lucky to have you as a good friend thank you kevin